So let's put this all together. Well, once again, navigation is a huge topic. It's a wonderful skill. It's a skill that you can constantly grow with. It's a skill that, like all of our other skills, can be perishable um, if you don't go out and practice. Like I'll go out for a hike someplace I know and bring a map and compass and then just practice sighting a peak and figuring out what the azimuth is and putting that on the map, right? Especially in a place you know because then you go, I know I'm right here. So if you're off, you can figure out why you were off, right? And then when you actually have to use that skill in the field, especially maybe in a more stressful situation like a whiteout, um, that you're better at doing that skill when you have a greater stressor involved. So it's really important to develop these skills, practice these skills, but also be able to do it both in a more traditional manner with maps, paper maps, and more basic tools like rulers and a compass, and then also really understand the digital stuff. The digital stuff is wildly important and powerful, both in terms of like the three-dimensional stuff, like Google Earth or fat maps, that's wildly important and useful, um, or how your phone works. But don't rely on that being your only source of this. Because once again, if you're relying on your phone to do all the navigation stuff and it breaks or you lose it or the battery runs out, what do you have to fall back to? Right? That's super important. So always, always have overlapping systems of navigation when you go into a trip, and especially as the trip gets more remote, longer, or whatever, that you have that. So, but I think another piece of this is, right, learn each one of these components well. So really understand not just an equation or a little saying, a jingle to remind you of how it works, but understand the concept of what you're really looking at and thinking about. So I think the great example is true north versus magnetic north, right? So understand where you are on the planet and where the magnetic pole is relative to you. That's a much broader way of understanding that and much more concrete in my mind than just remember, memorizing a little jingle because sometimes the information on the map won't make that equation that someone taught you work because they didn't notate things in the same way. And I've seen that uh, multiple times. And that's more just memorization versus truly knowing what's happening. Um, make sure when you do the stuff that you notate it very well. So once again, in this ability to create digital maps and then even take those digital maps that you create and kind of build however you want and then print them out, that's a really powerful tool. So now that you, you have the map in your phone with all the information that you want, but you actually have the exact same map that you created in your hand as a paper copy, you know, or a Tyvek copy, however you choose, whatever medium you choose to print it on, so it's more of um, weather resistant. That's super powerful. Now you're comparing apples to apples versus having just the map you built in Cowtopo versus just the regular USGS map in your hand. Like it's the same terrain, maybe it's even the same scale, but what you built on your map may be much more highly tuned to what you want versus what the USGS map just says. So that's still, it's not quite apples to apples, it's not far off. But having the map that you built in your phone and in your hand, that's really apples to apples. So that's really something worth thinking about doing is creating these maps and then having them an actual physical copy in your hand to exactly what's going to be in your phone, which is pretty awesome. Then when you have your guide notebook, figure out a way that makes sense to you to be able to represent short tour plans, and then also more complex tour plans as references. So breaking up each leg, 
maybe having a coordinate system of your start and end points, right? Elevation gain or lost, your um, distance traveled, your azimuths, whether it's true north or magnetic north. So you have all that data in there, right? And then also allow yourself some space. So if you need to add a note, like you have all that just kind of like technical data, but then the note's like, you know, when you get to this large rock that's split in half, right? That's your reference point, right? Like the approach to Aconcagua, there's like this page of Grande, it's this big rock. You're like, that's a reference point. Like if you just like write that in your book, like we're going to get to this, this is going to take us to this big rock in the middle of this drainage, right? You're like, oh, cool, I found that. So I always like to leave myself enough space to make notes. So maybe it's the time difference from what we actually did it in versus what I thought we did it in. And I can make some notes in there about what we did the, the rate actually is in or make a note about where we're actually going or some details. So make sure you leave yourself enough space to make those notes, right? And have that stuff readily available. So that way, if you have to navigate, right, it's there for you, right? It's, it, you can use it, you can pull it out in a whiteout and it's there. And sometimes I might have a more detailed navigation plan in my slightly larger guide notebook, but then I have a really small guide notebook that might just have some really pertinent details that I might keep in my pocket that kind of is my general reference. And if I really need specific reference, I can go back to my guide notebook. So make sure you notate things really well in your book. And that's super important as we're dealing with bigger um, travel days and more mountainous trains for sure. And then another thing that's really important is observations, right? You can't navigate if your head's just staring at a paper map or looking at your phone, right? Yes, we do that sometimes, but you look around you, look up, see what's going on, you know, look at the terrain, feel the terrain. So that way you're like, ooh, look at the sun. Where's the sun relative to where I'm standing? So now I have a rough estimate of my um, cardinal direction, right? And that can give me a rough estimate of where I might be in this time or this, this, this area that I'm in, you know, that's super important. Or, you know, the aspect, you know, that's, well, that's the same thing, but you know, or elevation, you know, and sometimes those elevations markers are not just like, what is my GPS or my, my altimeter say, but it's like noticing the difference between the heights and trees as we get close to tree lines and what type of trees are we getting more into a boreal forest and everything's getting shorter. Are we still in hardwoods now? That will give you a rough elevation marker if you understand the natural history a little bit. So don't, don't be afraid to learn how natural history and understanding the planet can help us be an aid to navigation. That's how a lot of very um, basic navigation has been done for a long time. It's just those observations of celestial bodies in the natural world to give us the understanding of where we are in time and space. So what you're trying to do is build a multifaceted system that's like, you know, personalized to how you think and how you organize data. So that way you have lots of different reference points that you can glean from to kind of give you that time and place, time and space piece of navigation. Because it's super important to understand that.